What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Hey kids, Townsend Coleman here, the voice of Michelangelo from the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Cowabunga! And you're listening to the Neverland podcast right now, which is totally bodacious. Another world, another time, in the age of wonder. There was once a dream, you could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper, and it would vanish. A battle between good and evil! You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm gonna have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can fly. All it takes is faith and trust. Well, if it isn't the star-spangled man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. And of course, sprinkle some of that pixie dust around with your happiest thoughts so you can fly away with me to Neverland. Who am I? Well, of course, I am Lost Boy Jeremy, head Lost Boy. In fact, you can call me the Spider Pan because I am the Pan and I'm a big Spider-Man fan. That's how it works. If you'd like a nickname all your own, if you go to NeverlandPodcast.com, click on the link that says Neverlanders, you can now submit your nickname as a Lost Boy or Pixie because, ladies, you're too clever. You don't get lost. It's in the book. So you can be Pixies, but you can't be a lost boy because you're just not going to be lost. So go and choose a nickname and tell us why you chose that nickname. Send it in and we'll get you added to our list of Neverlanders. I also want to take this quick moment to remind everybody of our Patreon page. I have two different levels to choose from. With just $1 a month, you can listen to the Neverland podcast without any advertisements and at the five dollar level whenever i have something special and i can get it to you a little early that'll be at the five dollar level 
So uh, go to patreon.com slash Neverland Podcast. I do have links on the Neverland Podcast page. Go help us out. We appreciate all the support we can get. I've got a great conversation coming up for you today with another author and another book. In fact, another series of books that you're probably going to want to check out. We're having a lot of fun getting all these different authors in there, and I'm learning a lot of different things, and we're getting encouraging stories in these books. Uh, I just actually got my copy of Terry Whelan's book. We had him on uh, just a few episodes ago. Uh, I'm going to get a chance to sit down and read that thing cover to cover. And it is a workbook like he talked about where you can start putting in your own Disney story. And that's actually what we're going to hear about today is even more Disney stories that are collected by another author. Kim Brochard, I think I'm saying that right, but we're going to talk to her in just a little bit. Lost Boy Eric Retlaw will be joining us here in that conversation, but we were having some trouble with his connection, so a lot of what he was trying to say didn't quite come through. Hopefully, we're not going to have that problem later. Uh, I want to also preview that very, very soon, I'm going to be speaking with Jim Corcus, author of at least 20 books. I think he's even said he's got another one on the way. That guy is a book writing machine, and he's got so much Disney knowledge. Uh, he even knows some topics we've discussed is going to be stuff that I don't even know about, which is what he's really good at is knowing things that you've never considered. So uh, really very exciting. That'll probably be next week's episode. Uh, I'm still finding tuning the details of exactly when we're going to speak with him. Uh, so that'll be very exciting. we got that coming up. Uh, and even later, I've been speaking to a guy from the Disney His- History Institute that uh, will be coming up uh, in the next coming month. So a lot of exciting guests coming along, a lot of interesting things. Uh, I want to get right into it. So we're really not going to have a whole lot of news this week. If you are interested in any news or events, I usually try to post what I can on our Facebook page or Twitter page, mainly the Facebook page. I need to start sharing them everywhere. Uh, but so be, you know, check us out on our fan page. Also, there is a group which I need to share a bit more to. Uh, I also have an Instagram under Neverland Podcast where I've been posting up some fun pictures through the week. So lots of ways that you can get in touch and get involved with us, of course, and on the website, you can find our email address, podcast at neverlandpodcast.com, plus a phone number where you can leave a voicemail. Lots of ways to get in touch, like I said. Uh, But I don't want to waste a whole lot of time of me just talking. We have a great conversation to share with you. Uh, I might update a few news things maybe on our YouTube channel, because yes, I have a YouTube channel. You can find a lot of videos of me playing through the Spider-Man PS4 game, Uh, and very soon I will be coming back and playing some more Kingdom Hearts. That's my first time ever playing through because Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming out very soon, but I think I'm going to have to wait before I purchase my copy because I would like to finish, and it's going to be expensive when it comes out. Uh, But that's what's going on right now. But anyways, I've babbled long enough. Let's get on to this great conversation. C-3PO. Loki. Mace Windu. Dr. Bruce Banner. Captain Rex. Venom. Princess Leia. Jean Grey. Darth Maul. Nick Fury. Grand Moff Tarkin. Captain America. Lando Calrissian. Cyclops. What do all these characters have in common? Well, two of them were played by Samuel L. Jackson. A couple of them were played by Hammer Films veterans Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. Come on, guys. You know this. Well, of course we do, Jessica. Just like Mickey Mouse and Captain Jack Sparrow, they're all now Disney characters. Hello, I'm Tracy of the Disney Indiana Podcast, and my co-host Scott and I enjoy talking about all aspects of the House of Mouse, and that includes their newest properties, Marvel and LucasArts. We also talk about Disney resorts, the cruise line, theme parks, and whatever else Mickey has to offer. 
which includes movies, imagineering, video games, and collectibles. You'll never know what we'll decide to talk about. So check us out at www.disneyindiana.com or do a search for the Disney Indiana podcast on iTunes, because now we've got a lot more to talk about. And don't forget about those other quote-unquote Disney characters like, well, Sully. Fozzie Bear. Buzz Lightyear. Link Hogthrob. Doug. Janice. Merida. Pepe. Bruce. Ralph the Dog. Wally. Dr. The Disney Bunsen Indiana Podcast. Even after five years, we're still miles away from the nearest Main Street, USA. We're not listed on the map, but you can join us at www.disneyindiana.com. To Disney and beyond. Okay, Neverlanders, we've had a lot of different authors come on the show before uh, with all kinds of different books. And I've already mentioned that I have an expanding library of books I'm afraid I'll never get a chance to read. <laughs> but I'm, I'm starting to read. I'm catching up on stuff. Uh, and Terry Wheeland, I even got a message from him that uh, I will be getting a chance to read his book here uh, very, very soon. So I'm trying to catch up on all my reading. But, uh, you know, Eric, I seem to have found some more books to read. And, in fact, I think I found an entire series of books. Well, hey, there is nothing wrong with more books to read. <laughs> Just finding time to read all the stuff I want to read. But uh, and I, I don't remember how I first came across you, but uh, but uh, we have Kim. And I'm going to mess up your last name. So Kim will say her own last name. Bouchard. Bouchard. See, you've got a nice, fun name. It's a lot more interesting than my name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't remember how I first found you on Facebook, but I, you were in the middle of writing a book. And I was like, OK, well, when I found out that this current book is coming out, then I'm going to have to find you again. And then you're on your on your page for Positively Disney on Facebook. Everybody go and find that. Uh, there was stuff popping up about you were going to be doing some talks or a book tour or something. And I said, oh, that new book must be out. So I thought now's the time. Uh, and it looks like uh, on if you if everybody goes to positivelydisney.com, this is a series of books that you've been writing. And I guess a new one is coming out in Valentine's Day and then also in summer. And even another book that you've been telling us is, is in the works. But you basically are putting out books and you're collecting stories of how Disney's impacted people's lives. Mm-hmm. You so know, how this get started. Yeah. Well, uh, basically, uh, some profound experiences started with us with at Disney in 2001, and a few things that actually changed our life path because of a Disney experience. And I thought, well, gosh, you know, if things like this are happening to us, they must be happening to others. And I really, really wanted the cast members to know that what they say and do make a difference. And sometimes it can be so profound and, you know, they wouldn't even know it. And I uh, wanted to share those stories also with um, the different guests that uh, go there. And, oh my gosh, the, it just, just snowballed from there. I'm writing the fifth book and the sixth book is on deck. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Started as an idea, became an obsession and now you'll never mm. escape. <laughs> well, you know, there's no lack for stories. You know, I just got um, one sent to me today. Hey, this would be great in, you know, a, a future publication. And uh, it's really neat because when I first had uh, started one of the idea, I just sort of put on my personal Facebook page that if anybody knows anybody. Um, and that's so people started 
finding me. And if I spotted something, I kind of go after it. And it's really, as I said, it's snowballed. And I, I get a lot of um, different connections with a variety of things in, in the most unlikely of places, too. I meet uh, people that want to uh, want to be in my book or that I invite to be in my book. And uh, pretty excited to get to meet some, I get to meet the good people in the world. You know, I just have a lot of fun with it. I really, really do. And, you know, a lot of these people, I've interviewed have become friends now it's which is really fun yeah it kind of works that way although I've, I've had some people we've interviewed that I'm like okay well we're acquaintances I don't know if they would call me enough of a friend but oh! <laughs> <laughs> we've had some fun and we've had some return people and, and stuff and it's, it's great just to meet new people and yeah. it's nice when they remember you it's kind of where yes. I'm at like oh they like us they really like us so. <laughs> You're you're cutting yourself short there. <laughs> I probably just lack confidence. That's good. <laughs> oh, well, that's easy to attain, really. Oh yes, <laughs> but uh, so are these a lot of these stories you collect? Because uh, you do like a weekly Twitch podcast mm. where people call in and tell stories. So is that mm-hmm. how you collect some of your stuff for books? You know what? When people find me uh, on Facebook when I'm live streaming or when it's recorded or Twitch or whatever, they they do actually connect with me after the show. Uh, and often people that have been in the books uh, come on and share a little bit of their story in themselves that might not have been mentioned in the book or just uh, to allow another platform for people to hear you know um that's actually why i started podcasting as well because i can only write so fast like oh my (laughs) gosh and so i wanted to give people an opportunity to call in with their stories or you know experiences with disney because i think it's important um to have that um positive vibe like you know you always have a choice of what you want to speak about or write about and i choose the positive and hey not everything's butterflies unicorns and roses but you know, yeah, I try to do what I can to um, make it a good experience, you know, for, for people reading the books as well as listening to the show. Yeah. Find some sort of a situation and put mouse ears on it. That's what you do. Yeah. Well, you know, there's there. It's unbelievable because it's just, you know, everywhere I travel in the world. There's Mickey Mouse, there's Disney, there's something, you know, the far reaches of the planet, there is something Disney. It's, 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 it's the far, very far reaching. And even in jungles, believe it or not, uh, I know one of the animators in my fourth book, he was invited and he goes every year now uh, to teach these children. uh, And I'm seriously saying that they are in like a jungle like setting, teaching them animation and his very first kick at it was uh using just um like a door to draw on and and teaching children that way yeah so i mean as i said disney's everywhere really is (laughs) yeah so with the launching of this uh, i guess you probably have your own like disney story then that started Mm -hmm. this right Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. <laughs> so in 2001, our family, so we have three children and the youngest was about a year and a half at the time. So he doesn't really remember anything. But the other two do. Uh, we caught a river dance troupe at American Gardens Theater at Epcot there and just taken by it, had no idea what we were signing up for. Uh, we had you know, never even seen anything river dance-ish ever. And... Uh, 
uh, all because of that event that Epcot events brought in. Uh, we traveled the world. The children happened to be good at it and have titles. And uh, yeah, and two are still uh, dancing. And funnily enough, that Riverdance troupe, they, uh, a couple of my kids actually danced at the Gaiety Theater um, in a Riverdance uh, show, a Riverdance camp show uh, last summer in Dublin, Ireland. So um, it, it's just really, when I say change your lives, I mean, we get selfies with the Mona Lisa and we've met and people and the experiences we've had has been mind boggling. Um, as well as one of my very close friends, we had another <laughs> experience at Disney. Uh, I can't remember what year it was, but oh, probably 11 or 12 years ago now. And he's a former shuttle astronaut, two-time shuttle astronaut. We did a whole VIP thing with him and became great friends. We met in front of Mission Space. So it's just, um, you know, there's more more to it than that. Uh, you know, I actually, um, this one's a little bit sad, but uh, our very first Disney cruise, my father passed away at home. And mm-hmm. um, so what the Disney family did, did like say family the cast members for our family in those darkest hours the night before um, we disembarked is just very very solid in my heart and uh so you know it's just it's really amazing and as i i say journey because you know when i interview people and when i'm writing the story i i cry at some of the things because you know it, it really um speaks to the human condition all the stories speak to the human condition they're all positive stories but there's a lot of things that happen in people's lives um that have been difficult you know adversities and that in everybody's lives everybody has adversities and and that um but to come out on the other side and have disney be a part of that or because of that is absolutely incredible to me actually well, I saw on your website that you've gotten a chance to go to Disneyland Paris, and so I'm just going to hashtag jealous. A oh. little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, got some good stories of like Paris. Tell us about the Paris Disneyland because you know, I've never been there. I know Eric hasn't been there, although Eric has some aspirations. I think he's going to get there eventually. Okay. Well, uh, in in our opinion, Space Mountain Paris is the coolest Space Mountain. It's got two corkscrews in it. Um, so that's a really, really cool difference. Everything is different. I mean, each Disney park is different. Uh, we it was it was really cool to be in uh, in Paris. You know, we took the train. We actually met some Americans. We're actually Canadian, but we met some Americans on the train, and it was kind of nice that I could finally speak English. I didn't have to speak French to them. And I will say <laughs> that they were uh, the, the Parisians that worked, the cast members were the jolliest I found out of all of the people I met in Paris. And uh, it was just neat to be in a very different um, setting than a European setting in a sense. And, and every uh, park, particularly, well, Disneyland Paris, th- they are run a little bit differently. That was the first time that we actually had to go through um, a detector, like a security detector, metal detector and all that. Uh, when we went there, of course, now it's common um, common here in North America, mm-hmm. but that was different there. Uh the just some of the architecture was um, appropriate for the country. It was 
really interesting. The candy was different. There were certain can there were certain treats I wanted, uh, but I couldn't get there. So that was a little interesting. There were different attractions, a couple different attractions, and don't ask me the names of them. I can't remember because they weren't <laughs> operating. They weren't operating. They were closed that day. Oh. And um, I know, I know. I'm like, oh great. Well, now I just have to go back. But yeah. um, they, I mean, they were different. They they had different offerings, and uh, so th- I just found that really quite fascinating. And of course, the merchandise, they're very big on Donald Duck in uh, Disneyland Paris. Uh, and I'm not under, I'm not too sure why. Just as well, they're, why not? They're, well, I mean, <laughs> Don, Mickey's got my heart, but Donald Duck is my guy, if that makes yeah. sense. Uh, and I, I admit that, you know, but uh, it, just like um, I think it's Jiminy Cricket is big, big in uh, Shanghai Disney, if I'm memory serves me. But it's just it's just a different Disney uh, viewpoint, I guess you could say. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so that that explains a lot like that commercial there with oh, the, yeah. uh, the little ducks. Oh, my gosh. That's adorable, isn't it? I love it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, Donald and Uncle Scrooge are very popular in Europe. Yes, they are. And, you know, I've got a little Donald Duck story for the anniversary. I can't remember which anniversary it was for uh, Walt Disney World. But they um, Donald Duck, uh, they had this idea of all these real ducklings following Donald Duck. And what <laughs> happened is they so they hatched the eggs and they 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 handled them and got them trained, believe it or not, <laughs> to follow Donald Duck. Think Donald Duck was their mother. It was. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a bit of a process, but. It was brilliant and Donald Duck walked down Main Street and all these little ducklings um, followed behind ducks followed behind and uh, that's my little side Donald Duck story because I'm a big fan but uh, (laughs) isn't that that cool yeah so I love that commercial too See, that would be like the greatest job ever is to be Donald Duck and have the little ducklings follow you around oh my gosh Uh, actually when I was uh, I guess in my freshman year in high school I actually had a uh, a duck and two geese as pets oh, that I'd gotten from their from their babies, you know, because around April, around Easter time, they sell uh, ducks and stuff. And I yeah. kept it in the backyard, and I I got a little wading pool for them, and I put a little out, made a little ramp with some wood so they could climb up and jump into the wading pool and stuff. Oh. And it was fun because I I could actually go out and sit there on on the porch, and they'd come over to me, and I'd let me pet on them and everything. But uh, I was the only one; nobody else could come out and touch them. But they had actually come up to me because they kind of uh, somehow or another imprinted on me because yeah. I was feeding them and stuff. Uh, so, oh yes, I I would totally. <laughs> get into that which is also uh, why you know if i ever go to a restaurant and they want to serve duck i can't eat it oh no it's a pet. no i help <laughs> raise a little lamb so i don't yeah i don't touch lamb actually at all so yeah. <laughs> you know you, how do you do that yeah. how would you, you know, i i wouldn't but but you know it's funny um you talk about being donald duck uh so there are a few different uh folks in my books that um uh well New, we're very, very good friends with uh, different characters, uh, Goofy or Tigger and things like that. And um, in in one uh, story, uh, A Goofy Life, it talks about this fellow's um, journey in becoming Goofy. And it is not easy to be in those costumes oh, <laughs> as a yeah. matter of fact when people you know get to you know short listed to like 25 or 30 or whatever that you know they put on their suits for the first time and some of them get really claustrophobic and can't do it isn't that awful after going through like 
all that you have to go through mm-hmm. to become, you know, a character and uh, finding out that you can't really handle the head on is um, a little bit of a, an eye opener, but some really interesting stories uh, as characters in the parks. I mean, how, how could there not be? I mean, everybody gravitates to the characters, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I've heard they, they've got it easy compared to what I had because I hear that they have fans in there and they they can actually have water inside their head. Oh, now they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was a uh, Papa Berenstain of the Berenstain Bears actually at a local theme park here in Kansas City oh, uh, over oh. summer. And I, I mean, we had nothing. And when we get to a 90 degree plus day, they would oh. only let us be out for like five minutes and we'd have to come in and <gasps> swap out to a different person. Because whatever degree is it was outside, it was 20 to 30 degrees hotter inside that oh, suit. Of course, of course. I love Bernstein Bears. Oh, my gosh. You just brought back I, that some That was memories. actually one of the most fun jobs I had when I was acting, other than roasting to death and some management yeah. issues. Because yeah. <laughs> I could go out, I could tease the parents, I could play with all the kids, and you know, we could play oh, pretend yeah. like we were fishing in the fountain and oh. oh my gosh that was it was great i loved it because you yeah. basically get to be a big a cartoon character i know so. you you get paid to play that's what all these yes. guys are telling me they're like it's just it they had to shake their heads because they just had so much fun playing with the guests and it was interesting because um you know they become it whatever um whatever you're involved in with the company whether you're with the character department or um the entertainment department you really bond and become very close friends with these folks so after uh they get out of character they'd go into the parks uh, just you know to hang around and play and they'd see these same people that they were you know pulling the ponytails with or whatever and they said it took everything in them not to grab onto the ponytail or <laughs> say something to them or poke <laughs> them or whatever because they probably would have been escorted out, you know, these yeah. young guys, uh, you know, poking around at these girls. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it's, it's really interesting. Um, I think it's just totally interesting to be a cast member, period, whatever you're doing yeah. front or behind the scenes, you know. But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it'd be great to two great possible jobs for me was if if I wasn't too old for it now and in the right shape being peter pan in one of the parks or <laughs> if they if they get a spider-man over in disneyland i would totally be up for that except for i'm kind of pear-shaped and i'm the right height and underneath that mask no one could tell that i'm 41 so i could oh, you know, my, my voice doesn't sound like a 41 year old oh uh, so. well there you go hey did you guys catch the spider-man animation Yes, that oh the Into gosh. the Spider-Verse. That was it's a lot of fun. So good, yeah. wasn't that? I love that. It was like I grew up with Spider-Man, my younger brother. We had we not that we had to watch it, but we did watch it. And but I was I was actually very impressed. I I was more impressed with that than I thought I would be, to be honest with you. And what an awesome nod to Stan Lee, right? Stan oh, Lee's yeah. collectibles in the in the show and him mm-hmm. represented. I, I loved it. Oh, yes. That was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Definitely enjoyment. And they got a golden glow. So that was nice. I know. And I just think I just lo- I mean, I'm all about the story, truly. And yeah. that had an excellent story. Just like I know a lot of people, um, a lot of Star Wars fans. Well, some of them liked it and some of them didn't. Um, Solo. I loved it. It was about the story. I yeah. love Solo, you know. Yeah, it was. I think a lot of people just didn't give it a chance. 
But it, oh, it was so much fun. Even with, and I've told the story many times before, uh, my viewing got interrupted about uh, halfway through by somebody pulling the fire alarm. Oh, and, no. Yeah. Oh, so we went outside the theater for about half an hour and then came back into the theater when they let us all in and found out it was a false alarm. Sat oh. there for 20 minutes as they let everybody go to the bathroom and buy some fresh popcorn. And then they had backed up the movie about 20 minutes. So the, the viewing took at least three hours or more oh. for me to get through the movie. <laughs> but I still oh had a good gosh. time. Yeah, no kidding. We had a bathroom break without missing anything either, right? <laughs> True. I got, although I think since they kicked us all out of the theater, and I actually kind of needed to go to the bathroom at the time because I always order a large drink because I'm an idiot yeah. and I'll drink it the whole thing. Oh, uh, but there's there's a gas station right next to the, the theater. So I ran over there and I hit the restroom oh. and I warned them. So there might be a lot of us here because there's probably going to want to take a bathroom break and we can't go inside the theater oh, in case there's a wow. real fire. Who in the world would do that? I don't know. Somebody don't that know. was not thinking. Their front front frontal lobe wasn't closed yet. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> Somebody who thought they were being funny and clever or something. You know. mm -hmm. Yeah, but anyways, I love I loved I love Solo. I really I thought it was neat, and um, I uh, am putting it out there to Ron Howard to be a part of the fifth book. And so um, Lucasfilm's pretty. Um, pretty on board with my my book so we'll yeah and, and then you can tell them we need a sequel and maybe since, yeah. since his daughter is going to direct an episode of the mandalorian maybe he can ep direct an episode of the mandalorian as well that would be pretty awesome oh i know I think and i keep hearing whispers guy. of a willow sequel out there you know I'm oh still really kind of like that i i don't know if it's ever going to happen but i down huh. every once in a while whispers wow. seem to fly past me of like a willow too and I'm like yes please <laughs> That's been like how long has that been? That's been years. Too since long. The first one, way long. long. I mean, it, it's enough time for a Lord Nanan to have grown up. And right yeah. now, Hollywood loves having a good woman, women heroes, and yeah. heroines, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Perfect timing. A Lord Nanan has grown up and must fulfill her destiny. That would be great. Yeah, that's as, wild. Long, as long as you go ahead and you bring back and you Mad Mardigan and Willow up good and yeah you know, to back yeah. her up. You know, you know what I, I, I wonder about if if Walt was alive today, if he would be going for all these sequels because he didn't do sequels, you know. Right. Um, and I just kind of wonder about that. I think like I'm, I'm really glad they did all the Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, one, I was quite not sure about. I didn't quite under get it too much a lot in it. But um, I think you know which one I'm referring to. But I, I, don't I, know. Really I only liked two of them. <laughs> I, re yeah, I really love the musical score of that. And I, I think... Oh. The, the you know I always love the first of everything I really do I I not that the the others aren't good but I just think there's something extra special however let me back up I can't wait for the live action of Lion King oh yeah, my god that is going <laughs> to be wild I know the animator that worked on the original Lion King and he actually saw the outline for the live uh, version and I just saw live the in quotes yeah well I mean you know <laughs> CGI live but uh, it's um, I just saw the production of Lion King over the holidays oh my god they started playing Circle of Life and my I was crying i don't know how many other people in the theater were crying but it was so amazing the live um theater production oh my gosh uh, the broadway production i'd love to yeah. see that one of these days oh wow wow yeah i won't say anymore if you guys ever get a chance to but holy crow the tickets were like through the roof and um 
I got the cheaper ones, which were over a couple hundred bucks, and I was at the roof actually watching <laughs> it. But it's all right because uh, it, it my six foot four baby, the family didn't tick anybody off for sitting in front of them, so it all worked good. We had the back wall, but uh, anyways, yeah. Yeah, that's a it's a tremendous show. I've had the opportunity mm-hmm. to sit down in the orchestra seat, and when oh, the nice. just come out around you and. They're walking down the aisle. Oh, yeah. Is that cool? Yeah. Just how one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, do you guys, um, have you guys been to Walt Disney World? I have. That's the only park I've been to. I've been once. Okay. So I always go to the Lion King show at Animal Kingdom at Walt Disney World. I, I just have to every time. It's just so powerful. I, I love it. Um, Oh, tremendously. That's actually the park my husband introduced me to. My first trips to Disneyland were a little interesting um, when I was younger. But uh, no, I Walt Disney World is our go-to park. But uh, I introduced Disneyland to my husband in October. We managed a day. I had some engagements down there. And uh, it was like dating again. It was kind of cool after 25 years of marriage. We were like, <laughs> eh, it's kind of cool about the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say that yeah, live because I really love my family around, to to be honest. We, we do get along very well and have a lot of fun. Our kids uh, grew up Disney, really. So, uh, yeah, I was one of those people that um, – so I, had, I was pregnant with my second, had – I had three kids in three years and um, we, so we had a little 14 month old and then we figured, Oh, you know, we're having our babies. We're not going to be back for a while. So yeah, guess what? I was pregnant with my third one and I had two in strollers and then I actually had three in strollers, believe it or not. Um, Yeah. Because we liked it so much. And so the kids have been going since before they were born. (laughs) And after three, that's when you start looking at your husband, you go snip, snip. Oh, well, (laughs) all right. No TMI on this show, guys. Nice try. enough. (laughs) Especially one right after the other. I got to say my experiences. Well, no, not the snip, snip, but Guys, move on. No, but move on. Growing up and having my family grow up in Disney. Uh, yeah, I, cool. My, my parents took us every three years. Oh, nice. And then as I began my family, uh, Disneyland was like our third or fourth date. Mm. And then uh, after we got married, off and on, we had annual passes for Disneyland. Uh, well, you know what? With with Pandora that's opened up, uh, it's uh, I don't know if like I'll tell you that that was like an out of this world experience um, with the uh, riding the banshee and the um, gosh, why can't I remember the name of the attraction? That's terrible. Uh, Flight of passage. Flight of passage, yeah. of yeah. course. Yeah, that I mean, the attractions like ten out of ten. That was a twenty. That was off the scale. It, it was unbelievable. And you know, we um, we made it in there before they even open the parks and uh there is a way of getting onto that ride without having a fast pass or waiting four hours in line which i would never <laughs> ever do but apparently everybody likes to do that well not likes but yeah. admits that it's worth it but something that is really um not known uh in animal kingdom is every day except for tuesdays between 
I think it's between 10 a.m. and noon. If you go to the back into Rafiki's uh, planet there in the back, you can actually see the vets and the technicians and that working on an animal. Uh, they Any animal that requires attention, they will uh, do one or two different animals. And it's really fascinating and really warm my heart to see how many I think there's like eight of them working with this little um, gecko and you know giving it an ultrasound and then the handler would you know give it some cuddles again and they did extras I mean they just take care of even their smallest creatures it's just fascinating really yeah see I, I keep telling my wife we need to move down to Orlando uh, and she could get a job in the Everglades if she wants to because she's a biology teacher. Uh, oh, she nice. loves animals or critters. You know, she'll call them critters. You know, she's she's pretty much Ellie Mae Clampett. Uh, which oh. There's that. There's a whole other story <laughs> in that uh, with Ellie Mae bit too. Oh, uh, but I was like, you know, we go down there. I could run sound at Disney or something because that's what yeah. I'm trained to do. And heck, even yeah. the head of our podcast network could run sound at Epcot. So I'm sure he could connect me with the right people. And oh, then yeah. she could go work in the Animal Kingdom or at the Everglades, and especially if she could work down there and get to help take care of the critters. Oh, she'd wow. be right at home. Oh, I know. You know, it's it, a lot of people just kind of brush off Animal Kingdom. Well, not so much with Pandora now, but a lot of people used to sort of say, "Oh, that's a half day park." Yeah. Oh no. I, I, it's so relaxing there and there's a lot of nice shade and, and that from the sun and no, I really like it actually. Yeah. That's my one trip. We, cause we only had three days of park hoppers. Oh, so okay. We, uh, we had one day that was half day animal kingdom and half day Epcot. And we didn't even mm. get the half day of Epcot cause our feet were killing us and I didn't even oh. make it very far to Epcot. Uh. So I have missed out on a lot. Well, yeah, that's, you know what, uh, don't, I mean, you've got a ton of things to do and see when you go oh, yeah. back. But even for us that are regulars, there's always a new Disney experience. Like for your listeners, like people might think, why do you go back? Because it's always a different experience, mm-hmm. right? And it's quite frankly, it's the only place that I can, you know, at, uh, leave my worries at the gate, really. Uh, it's it's just really um, lets, you, lets you live in the moment. There's not too many places in this world that lets you live in the moment and have everything taken care, you know, care f- as an adult, for sure. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. a, a theory I have is that anyone who asks you why you're going to Disney again has a probably just never been themselves. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because I, I don't get I very rarely get asked that um, because people know. Yeah. <laughs> Why and, go? Uh, Paul Berry from Window to the Magic described a Disney like this. Is this the only place that you can go run screaming your lungs out running down Main Street and everybody will just say he's just having fun? Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, also, you know, there's only it's only in Disney that you will see whatever the shirts, the whatever, the CEOs, the presidents of whatever being able to put on a pair of Mickey ears, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, where can you do that? You you just wouldn't, right? Exactly. <laughs> Maybe there are a few out there. I don't know, but uh, none that I've seen around. <laughs> you don't often see in your regular life when it's even when it's hat day at your workplace. You don't often see somebody wearing their Mickey ears. They're just wearing yeah. a ball cap or something. But <laughs> I know. But then I you know. go into the park and it's Mickey ears everywhere. Yeah. No, it's great. I I I am so grateful for that community. There's so many things. That the the whole Disney community is really not only strong, but they they do have um, their a lot of goodness in their 
hearts to be on. And for lack of cliche, I've seen them come together, rally around folks that are having some, uh, you know, troubles, health issues or concerns or fears. I always see that. Do you you see that, too? I'm not there very often, but we did. Well, no, but I mean, like on Facebook or wherever, like you just anybody within that community, I, I really see them oh maybe i just see maybe i see things a little differently than you well, you're, you collect stories but um but i have seen where people like where you're talking about where people need help like uh, we recently had um oh, now i can't think of their names but they have a little a little autistic boy and they, they came on and talked about how what they do in the parks to kind of help their autistic children have oh, a good yeah. time in the parks and yeah and that's yeah. the community yeah. And even there, yeah. getting that information from them, I figure, well, now we've helped the community because other people have autistic children. And that may right. give them ideas of what they can do with their children to make sure they have a great time at Disney. Exactly. So. Well, and also have others around be aware that that child that is having that meltdown may have an unseen special need that, yeah. you know. Because, I mean, let's put it this way. Disney is very much the e- equalizer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where else would you put a family that doesn't necessarily spend a lot of time together because their kids are at school in the heat and humidity of (laughs) Florida uh, and all the stimulation and crowds around. I don't know if there's any other place that that would do that. So, uh, you know, and, and, you know, I don't know if this sounds really bad, but I mean, who wants crying, screaming kids around? I, I, well, that's how you know you're at Disney is when you you have have at least one crying kid somewhere. I know, but I'm just saying (laughs) it would make people more, um, I think compassionate, you know, for the children and the families that have a special need child or adult or whatever. Right. Um, and you know, there's, it's interesting. There's, um, I have to refer to this, but there's a story in one of my books called, um, happiness by chance. Chance is a 30s, he's in his 30s anyway, he's autistic um, young man. And what he has done for the cast members is unbelievable. He's got, I think, over 200 signatures. So he has his autograph book and he asked the cast members to sign the autograph book. And I'll tell you, these cast members... They get, they have tears in their eyes that nobody's ever asked them for things like that before. They, um, it was really started so that they could interact with the cast members and let them know that, you know, he's got one, an unseen special need uh, or unseen disability, they call it. I think that's the proper term, but they wanted to dialogue and let them know that this is who they are and, and they have trouble sometimes with things and especially hey everybody can have a a bit of a time with the stimulation sometimes you just have enough right yeah but these these uh, that these children um can have you know just different reactions sooner than maybe the rest of us or uh, (laughs) because they're overwhelmed right but i always tell people that have a special needs child is that Bring them there. Just take it easy. Just don't try to do everything. Lee Cockrell, former executive vice president of operations of Walt Disney World, um, is in the fourth book. And, you know, he said people tend to want to do everything in a very short amount of time. Well, you can't. You you just cannot do that uh, unless, you know, and and retain your sanity, to to be honest with you, especially with children, because uh, it's it's just it's a very different environment than what anybody, especially first time goers, you know, but people with autistic children, um, they just have to take it easy. And yeah, they might have a few breakdowns and you go back to the hotel or you just go to a quiet area. And I 
guarantee you by about the third day, um, they've kind of assimilated really nicely. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping to do with what I, my wife has never been. Mm. And she's she's an introvert. You get her into a crowd and she's just worn out. And after a while, she's just had enough of it. Mm. And so I know getting her into the parks, I, it's going to be the striking that balance between, you know, her introvertedness and being tired of being in the crowd. Right. And that little girl is going to jump out because, oh, my gosh, you get to do all these type of things and you get to be a little kid basically on every oh, attraction. Yeah. It's, it's, you're playing pretend on every attraction and you get to be a part of a story. Uh, She's going to love it. I know it. So, Oh, yeah. And you know what? Ease her into it, too. Like, make sure you go there, you know, before the park opens. So they yeah. and, and, and the time of year, too, like we have been at Walt Disney World at New Year's. We have been at Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Uh, and it is an experience. And I've done each of them once, and that's all. Because you do Disney very differently at Christmas, and yeah. uh, it's something that uh, I think it's enough for me and my family. So if we can go at a quieter time, I, I just think it's more pleasant. I've been in the parks, uh, in the back of certain parks, and there's been nobody there. It's actually been spooky. It's like, where's <laughs> everybody, you know? But it's kind of cool that you can do seven or eight attractions in 35 minutes, you know? Yeah, before that'd be nice. Before the rest yep. of them come. So ease, ease her into it. Yeah. 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 I, I, I figure once she's gone, then she'll understand the obsession. Cause oh, yeah. I came back from the trip and I've been a slightly different person and I, she's just kind of been drug along. Uh, yeah. But I, I think we're getting her into things because uh, while we were sitting on the couch, I guess a couple weeks ago, and she found some fabric uh, for sale somewhere online that was a Mickey and Minnie print, uh, like a oh. classic style. And she's talking about, ooh, we could make a nice throw blanket out of this. Oh, like, well, there that's you go. That sounds like something I would have said having seen something like that. So I'm like, hey, this is starting to work. So you're brushing off on her. <laughs> yeah, we're we're getting her there, you know, because yeah. she has always loved the movies. But uh, yeah, I grew up, of course, with the Disney Channel, getting to watch Mickey Mouse cartoons all the time, and yeah. she didn't. So uh, yeah. with the 90th anniversary, you know, they released that uh, collection of about 13 or 15 or something cartoons, yeah. and so she kind of got into be able to watch some of them because she hasn't gotten to see a lot of Mickey Mouse cartoons. Mm. So. Getting her, getting her a chance to sit down and watch some of these. Now I think it's that's starting to work on her a little bit. So yeah, I get her into a park, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I remember uh, that going to the theater and we'd see a movie, but always, always before they would show a couple of cartoons. And I mean, I was really young. And if we went to a movie that wasn't a Disney movie, I'd be so disappointed because we didn't have the cartoons, you know, but we still to this day, I mean, our whole family, I mean, the, our kids are 18, well, almost 19, 21 and 23 this year. And we still go to the movies together. Um, anytime, doesn't matter which one is coming out. Coco was such a surprise for me. I, I don't know what I expected, but it was just such a twist in the end. I loved um, Incredibles. Uh, I was actually on the Disney Wonder. That was my fourth <laughs> ship I cruised with. I've cruised a lot with Disney. And I went to the premiere of The Incredibles on the ship uh, just in the 2D form. And they had all these kind of fun activities uh, that was like, so they'd have the mother or father sitting in the chair and one of the kids would have to roll these little cookies from the forehead of their, their parent. And it, the parent had to put it in their mouth. So the first one to do um, to get two of 
the mouth like they won a prize or whatever. They just did lots. <laughs> I know it's so fun. And then it just ended up that I ended up going to see the 3D version later on that day because a friend of ours um, was in there. And it was so funny because it had already started. And my friend Karen and I, we thought, oh, we're going to just sneak in and see if we could find him. <laughs> and it was so dark in there. We're sneaking around. I've never snuck around a theater before, <laughs> especially with 3D glasses on. And our poor friend was wondering who these women were. Like, he couldn't really see us. It was so dark. Uh, we're poking at his knees. Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. And and he's actually a Catholic priest there. So he was really wondering what we were up to. But um, anyway, that's a little side story. But we had a great time. And I loved it in 3D. I'm so... I love the Pixar shorts, too. I'm a huge, huge yeah. Pixar fan. And uh, I, I mean, oh, my gosh. I love... Are you familiar with the Pixar shorts? Any of them? Most of them. Yeah. Do you know Piper, the little bird? Is that great? Yeah. Oh, what was that one in front of? Um, it, well, the, he, was, he was, he was, he uh, was, his mom was trying to entice him to eat and yeah. he would get waterlogged and, and he discovered um, how to get all the little, um, little uh, shells, little clams or whatever yeah. from from the sand. I love that one. I love the birds with that big, wacky old yellow bird. Oh, yes. The, the For the Birds one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's one of my favorites. I know. I I, I love it. And, <laughs> and, and the other one with, oh, it's um, it's kind of with the dumpling, the humbo or what's it called? Bow. Oh, the, the new one that just yeah. was oh the Incredibles too. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't believe it when she ate it. I'm like, <laughs> what is this about? You know? Oh, but I totally, I and I don't even have kids, but I totally get it because, you know, as a parent, you know, relationship you have sometimes you you say something you really didn't mean and you feel like you just consumed oh, yeah. I, and I, I understood the kind of the meaning behind it and you know having right? the reconciliation with her where their yeah. son there. I was like oh I totally get this even though I don't have any kids I I, I get that's just relationship I with other people know. You know? I love it I love it oh. and um, another one that was kind of a neat one um, that is fairly new uh, da, 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 da. what's it called get a get a oh. horse Yes, 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 yes. Was in front of Frozen. I love it. Isn't that great? And that is kind of what I think they're basing. Well, I mean, the great movie ride in Hollywood Studios is now yeah, defunct, but I think they're basing Runaway Railway. something like that, I think, you know, but I think it'll be neat. You know, that's something. There's always something new. There's always something new there um, in the parks. And so that you got to go back and check it out. Right. And oh, yeah. um and make hmm. new stories to tell. Right. Yeah. Well, oh my. Yeah, I put a nice little bow on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, as I said, there's never, you never lack, you never lack for a story. Everybody's got a story. Um, and that's why I have an infinite series, really. I mean, I have no idea. How many books am I going to write? 10, 20, 25? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. It's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. But these are all available on Amazon. Right. Yes, they are available on Amazon and you can order them in any bookstore in the world. Yes. Do you have an audiobook version? I don't. I'm so sorry. I, I was actually, somebody was asking me about that today. Uh, I don't have an audio version, uh, but I, it's interesting because there's a couple of um, people that are, are not able to see. And so um, I had, they're all in ebook as well. But what I do to help those folks is they just, um, I give them a very reduced rate on the ebook and I send them the PDF so that they can hear the book. 
uh, through because they have that capacity with their whatever. I guess it's text to speech yeah. on their computers and that, so that they can. So, so if somebody is in that situation, uh, you can just email email me Kimberly with an L E Y at positivelydisney.com and uh, or message me. Find me on Facebook. I'm in, in a few places, and uh, I would be happy to do that for you because I want everybody to enjoy that. Uh, you know, to enjoy the books. Yeah. And once again, that's PositivelyDisney.com. You can find links there to purchase the book. You can mm-hmm. find all the links for your Twitch, which is where every Monday night you're on there collecting stories. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, links to the Facebook page, a YouTube channel, and even an Instagram, which I'm now following your Instagram. Oh, are you? Oh. Yep. <laughs> and <laughs> I even found it. Your YouTube channel, although you only have like five videos, it looks I like. Know, I know, I know, because it takes a long time. I've just been so busy writing. I got two books out last year, and I'm kind of doing maybe two or three. I've got a couple different series. So it's, uh, yeah, it's funny. So, you, so you've seen my dogs on Instagram, I think. Well, uh, I just started following today. Oh, oh, so I haven't seen anything. <laughs> no, yet. you haven't. Okay. So I do have two dogs. If you want to hear about their names, because they're named especially for um, some characters. So we have a six-month-old golden named Flynn, and it's a nod to uh. Tangled and Tron. Yes. And our two-year-old Morty, uh, he's actually a nod to Mickey Mouse's nephew, Morty. And oh. I know people don't know that he's got um, a nephew, Morty. And a niece, uh, I think it is Fer- ah, Fergie. 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 There you go. Yes. And you know what? My husband actually found, I think it was in Japan, and actually a little, um, it looks like a, like a little makeup bag. And it's got Morty and Fergie on there running oh. together. I know. Isn't that cool? Wow. I'm gonna sh- yeah. I'm gonna, I know. I'm going to show that to folks on my next show. And um, yeah, my next show, I've got to show them sort of some. Tokyo Disney swag because he also got me these really cool before Christmas. This is a little treat for me before Christmas, but they are, um, it's got Steamboat Willie, the imprint of Mickey as Steamboat Willie on the front of the shoes. They're, they're actually um, white running shoes or tennis shoes. What do you call them in the U S this sounds really silly, but I call them running shoes. What do you guys call them? I guess tennis shoes. Yeah. Tennis shoes, which is okay. weird because I don't know that you would wear these necessarily to play tennis, but okay. So, yeah, I never call them tennis shoes, I call them runners or yeah, you know, and trainers, I think cool. sometimes. Oh, yeah, trainers, you know what? So, I have to just tell you this in the UK, you know what they call high heels? Courts, courts, wouldn't you? Think, I know, wouldn't you think that courts would be like a tennis shoe? I don't know yeah. what's with that. I know. I couldn't find my shoes. These are the shoes you wear to court. (laughs) Well, I I don't know. Or being in the higher court. I don't know. But my six, Um, I know this. I only know this because my six-month-old Golden, when he was five months old, chewed my best shoes from Dublin. uh, And I know. And I'm trying to look on the website all over. And finally, I just called the shop in Dublin. And he goes, oh, no, they're they're called courts. But I can't do an Irish accent, so I won't tell you how he said it. But, (laughs) yeah. So there you go. There's a little piece of trivia for your uh, audience. <laughs> and now you know, and oh, you forget it. <laughs> oh, there you go. 
<laughs> oh, I have to tell you, because that's a pretty good voice, actually. Um, well, thank you. So somebody else in my book is Brian Hull. And I'm not sure if you know who he is. H-U-L-L. Yes, we do. Yeah. So, oh, my gosh, it was so fun interviewing him because I had, I don't know, half a, no. 12, 15 different characters come out while I was interviewing him. See, I, I have a lot of fun with this. Like, I, I really love it. And I find out some stuff that I don't write about. But it's just really fun to meet these folks, you know, and and uh, hear their stories. And, and it was so fun hearing all of the different characters. Because he's got over 250 characters. I think he lost count, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. And there's only a few of them that are so, so most of them he's spot on. Oh, I know. I know. It's uh, it's quite uh, amazing, really. That's that's a gift. And his how he uh, I'll tell you how how he became that way. Well, that sounds really bad. It's like he's got some kind of affliction. But um, <laughs> he he actually grew up in Texas and in in their family, you, you kind of had to play sport. He was not into sports at all. But the best place for him to be uh, was baseball. He could be out in the field. And he could kind of daydream. So Daydreaming does pay off to a point. I shouldn't maybe advocate for that, but but it was his daydreaming, and he'd he'd go through the um, different character voices in his head, and he thought he'd just try one, and the actual voice, his very first voice that popped out of his head was Scooby Doo's, and um, and then it just went from there, and he, because he had. It was in his head since he was little, little, little guy, over and over and over. That's how he became who he is. It, it's been amazing, his his story. <laughs> so, yeah, anyways, that's another yeah. side. Sorry. That's I've a whole other story. Sides. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if anybody is not familiar with Brian Hull, just look him up on YouTube, H-U-L-L. Mm. Uh, he goes into Disney parks and he'll do voices with the characters and, and make the characters crack up. Oh, uh, yeah. It's really a lot of fun. We should probably have him on the show one of these days. I don't know mm. if he does podcasts, but... Because we know him, but he don't know us. Yeah, actually, that's an idea. I might invite him on my show. Yeah, that would be really fun, actually. I could have all kinds of characters uh, oh, coming yeah. out in our interview. Um, another fellow that's very interesting is um, the fellow that's got the record, the Guinness record for consecutive days at Disneyland, Jeff Wrights. Do you know him? He's Disney 366 is his kind of handle on Facebook. Um, I he's have been, heard of him. Yeah, he's been going for seven years every day for the last wow. seven years i know isn't that it's really amazing i actually had uh, the opportunity to spend his 2475th i think day um uh, with a little bit yeah we met up in the park because i happened to be there and um it was really fun to meet him his story people don't understand or realize why he first went to the park and why he now he continues so it's it's a really good story it's um it's heartwarming <laughs> Is it in one of your books? Yeah, yeah. These guys okay. are all my fourth book. Yeah, but I've okay. got. I mean, I've got. Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of stories, um, in in all the books. And something that uh, is kind of fun, uh, and people are asking me already, what is my author photo going to look like? Because I change up the color of the spine, embroidery, and back cover author photo in every book. And um, so the for romance edition, I did want to have me and a princess. Um, so uh, I actually. There was a special arrangement for me to meet um, Belle and the Beast behind Ooh. the scenes. Wow. And so I've got a photo with them. But I have a different auto photo. Ah, oh, 
author photo for every book. And people are asking me what I'm going to do for Star Wars. And I have an idea, but I'm not 100% sure. Plus, I won't tell anybody till it's out. Yeah, and might have something it, to do with cinnamon rolls, though, I suspect. Oh, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> but on the front, on the you know what? So I'm going to have a contest as well. Um, on the front of the Star Wars edition is a lightsaber. It's a different lit, uh, different color of lightsaber, kind of to go with the, the colors of the book. But it's somebody's uh, handle on the lightsaber, and I'm going to have a contest for somebody to figure out whose handle it belongs to, and whoever guesses right will win a Star Wars gift basket from um, collection. Somebody's going to figure the world. it out pretty fast too, because you know the, the diehards are going to look at it like that's this person. Uh, yeah, I've had a couple already, and they're like, you know, it could be this, it could be this, and I'm like, mm. yeah, well, you're going to have to take a closer look then. <laughs> but yeah. hey, I like to have fun. You can kind of tell that. <laughs> Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I can tell. We well, we've had fun, but we really got to wrap this up. I know. <laughs> but when you have some new books come out, you can come back any old time. We're 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 very open and welcoming, and we love having people return and have more fun with us. Yeah, that's pretty much what we do. Me. Yeah, we just have fun me. here. You are Sounds so welcome, good. and thanks for coming on. Of course, you're welcome. And once again, this is Kim Bouchard. Did I say it right? Yes. Ha ha. Yeah, because I had to think French Canadian there for a second. So, yeah. And the website is PositivelyDisney.com. And make sure you find her on Facebook for more fun there. That's good. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official lost boy or pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander! Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash NeverlandPodcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true.